Episode 28, Multiple Income Potentials. Hello and welcome to the Irish Fire Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Halton. I'm an entrepreneur, investor, and financial independence enthusiast, sharing my financial freedom journey. Stay tuned and welcome aboard. Last night, I hosted the very first financial independence meetup in Limerick. I'd like to thank those who came along. We had about 22 people attend in the end, and it was wonderful. It was really, really great. I spoke for about 45 minutes, and it was largely a Q&A format, which was nice. I'm certainly looking forward to future meetups, and I'm hoping that some of the attendees might want to get up and speak as well, which would be great to get their perspectives on the whole financial independence movement in Ireland. I think one thing that's becoming abundantly clear is that the tax system in Ireland does make financial independence increasingly difficult. And as motivated as I am by financial independence, sometimes it's just really difficult because it's like every time you turn a corner, the rules seem to change. And I recently found out that peer-to-peer income in Ireland is actually treated as income, as in you pay your personal tax rate plus universal service charge. Now, thankfully, PRSI is excluded as long as the income is less than €5,000 per year. I was under the impression that peer-to-peer income was taxed at the rate of dirt. And so I will be doing a follow-up episode to this into how I'm starting to adopt more into pensions, because it really is the most tax-efficient way to invest in Ireland, and it's something which is probably underutilised as a tool. So more to come on this in future episodes. But today's episode is something that I thought about a couple of weeks ago, and I actually got asked a question at the meetup yesterday, which was, why am I working part-time? Why not just go all in and do 8, 10, 12 hours a day, work my tail off, and potentially retire in five years or so, which I could probably do if I actually put my head down and did the work. And there's a few reasons for that. Firstly, the burnout from doing that would just be unquestionably difficult and it would take a real toll on my state of mind. Secondly, I don't know if it's actually that possible. I've mentioned this before, but when you work four hours a day, you can really concentrate on that output being high. I find that there's a diminishing rate of return the longer that I work each day. So I think this kind of a balance, in many ways, I'm getting more out of four hours than I would out of eight hours anyway. So I'm not convinced that I would be able to do that regardless. But either way, that's actually not my intention. And I've talked about this before, my plan A. Sometimes the more I look at it, plan C, which is pensions, is probably the easier route. And I know for the majority of people in Ireland, the pension route is likely the best one for most of us to try and get to a level of financial independence. I'm taking a little bit of an aggressive approach and I'm basically saying my first hope to become financially independent is to do it through building scalable businesses. And a lot of the thought pattern on this is the idea of having multiple income streams. And so I already do have this through various investments. So I've mentioned before my managed forex trading, which has been doing very well the last couple of months. I also have peer-to-peer lending income, which comes in regularly each month. And I'm slowly working on other forms of income. I do have things like a passive website that I made five years ago that continually brings in a small bit of income each month. And I have a trading company as well, which is actually starting to be a little bit more successful. And that brings in a nice small regular income each month. 
as an outsider looking in, you'd look at it and go, well, hang on, what are you doing? But for me, it's all about the upside. When I start a new project or a new business or a new investment, the downside is zero. So the worst case scenario is it goes back to zero. But the upside, the upside potential is potentially unlimited. Now, I've got a good example of this. I have a particular client whose competitor is now in discussion about investing into their business. So for a long time, they've been competitors. And now suddenly the competitor has come to the client and is saying, look, I'd like to invest in your business. My ears suddenly sat up when I heard this because I actually invested within this client about just over 12 months ago now. And already there had been an increase in the share value, which was great. So the share value is now worth about 4,000 euros. But the potential of this deal, if the competitor were to buy this client out, the shares could go 10x, they could go 20x. The upside is unlimited. The bottom is zero. So we know that worst case scenario, we lose four grand, but the upside here is 10, 20, 30 times. And so that's what I'm kind of getting at with multiple potentials of income. Now, I'm certainly not saying go out there and just buy random shares and random companies that you have no idea about. In this case, this is very much a calculated risk from my behalf. And investing in a client isn't necessarily something that I would recommend. But in saying that, in many ways, I felt like at least I had some control over the eventual outcome because I was involved directly within the project. And so that's my thought pattern. And I know I've been asked this a few times by various people, and I, I haven't really always been able to answer it as well as I would have. But my logic is this, and this is why working four hours for me is kind of critical, because it's allowing me to work on these various other projects. And yes, some of them are small, and there's going to be a 90% rate where they burn out, and you know, maybe nothing happens, or only a little bit of income ever comes in. But it only takes one of them to have a massive upside to give me a massive potential for something much, much bigger. The other side of the coin, and I've mentioned this again as well in the past, is you don't always know what the learning and the lesson's going to be until you actually start it. So even in the case of the podcast, I never anticipated the massive growth that the podcast has had in the last three months. It is crazy to see the number of downloads going through and, and happening each day. And that's been incredibly addictive and incredibly motivating for me to keep recording and to keep planning my own journey. And it certainly helped me in terms of building my own financial independence story. Other examples, obviously I have a business that does hockey coaching. That started off as a, let's do this on a Wednesday night, a little bit of indoor hockey. And has now resulted in me starting a new hockey club, starting a second hockey club. And today even, I was consulting with another hockey club, providing advice to them on how they could improve their hockey club and get their hockey club started. So the sky's the limit, right? The more you learn, the more you know, and the easier it is to pass this knowledge on. And I think it comes back to something which I heard about a couple of months ago. And somebody said to me, Mike, life doesn't get any easier. You just get better. And so I think as you get older, it's not that life's getting any easier. Goodness me, if anything, it's getting harder. But one's own ability to handle a situation gets better. And this is kind of the upside to all of this. And for me, as I, I mean, I've been talking about this for a long time, it's not just a financial independence journey, but it's also a self-discovery journey. And it's also a journey in seeing what else is out there. And a lot of the people that I talk to who are tied up into nine to five jobs, I'll often say, would you like to be doing something else? And almost all of them will always say, yes, I would love to be doing something else. And I think for many ways that that is sad. And so my challenge to you is if you are in that situation and you have an opportunity or an idea to do something else, whether it's going to make you money or not is secondary, I think. 
then try and take that opportunity. Try and find a way to do it. And I think the advice that I would give is learn to leverage your time. I have a friend at the moment who is replacing their shed. And he is literally, and I kid you not, literally bringing his old shed down piece by piece because he doesn't want to pay some builders to bring it down for him. The ironic thing is he's basically spending all of his weekend doing this. He is exhausted. His body is taking a massive toll for it. He kind of said to me the other day, oh Mick, I've only spent 10 euros so far paying an electrician to turn off my lights because everything else I've done for free so far and I'm slowly getting there. The ironic thing is he's doing it through the winter and he's kind of going, ah yeah, the weather will be fine, I'll be okay. And as many of you know, I put an extension on last year. When the JCB came around, they had a section dug up within, oh, maybe two hours. And I know that a building company would be able to put his shed down in half a day. Yet he's happy to spend the entire winter to bring the shed down piece by piece. And so the important lesson here is learn to leverage your time. And it's something which has taken me a long time to do as well. It's a reason I have a podcast editor. It's a reason my hockey clubs that I set up, I hire an administration person to do all the paperwork so that I can focus on development side of it and not get caught up with the paperwork. My time is best spent doing my freelance work, maximizing my hourly rate there, And then my other time is best spent on my projects, on me thinking about how to develop those projects, not getting stuck and caught in them. And that's really the key here. And so if it is a case where you don't think you have time, why don't you think a little bit about what money you might have to help enable you to leverage your time? And I do put some projects into my investment portfolio. So the cost of that project is actually put as an investment in my portfolio in the hope that in the long run that will bring in a return. Now, if it doesn't, that's fine. At some point, that's just going to go to zero. The investment portfolio will take a hit and I will move on. Of course, as I said earlier, if one of those projects does well, then the upside is unlimited. The downside is zero. And if you can start thinking about moving away from that single level of income into how you could give yourself multiple potentials of income, and this is a slightly different take on the multiple sources of income because that's an actual income that you're bringing in what i'm suggesting here is thinking about ways that you can just have a potential you can have something that could develop into an income and give yourself some sort of long-term regular income stream down the line as always this is a long-term journey and the more that we can be focusing on the long term the better off we're going to be as always if you have any feedback on this episode reach out to me at michael at playingwithfire.ie Otherwise, I look forward to catching you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to today's episode. As you likely already know, the path to financial freedom starts with you taking action. If you've been inspired by my story, why not come and join me at one of my events? I attend meetups regularly and also host webinars every couple of weeks. Most of the events are free to attend visit www.firepodcast.ie and click on the events tab for more information. The link will also appear in the show notes.